0: Hello and welcome to SMPD, the podcast where we look back at the cartoons that shaped our childhood. I am Chris Bolton. With me, as always, my cartoon companion, Mr. Mark Williams. Hello. And this episode... We are well attempting to be timely, um, as <laughs> discussed last week on who wins, and uh, we're probably a little bit early with this one. But you know, Christmas is around the corner, so yeah, you know, you're about to get a whole fucking bunch of Christmas content from us. So we've stuck our in, or our, our, in Jesus, I cannot speak tonight. This is going to be. <laughs> this
1: is going to be one,
0: fun. This is going to be one of those episodes. and so far tonight, Skype has played us up, our audio has played us up. I can't speak. We've both got colds. Fuck it, let's just carry on. We're talking about 1994's spider-man that intro was just a fucking mess <laughs>
1: that's all right what's wrong with it people know a, us by now
0: the whole thing planned about how we were going to tie this in with the upcoming release of no way home and yeah it's just gone because i feel like shit nothing's working so let's see how this goes hey listeners
1: yeah i'll be fine i mean i um i was quite excited about this one. i mean this one's been on the list for a while um i have a lot of things um but i mean this is one this was on uh, Saturday mornings on Live and Kicking. I think they did this and X-Men kind of back to back, didn't they? Mm-hmm. So had, so when so they did run X-Men and when they run up episodes, they put this on and then they keep alternating them. Um so this is one I remember quite well and I I hadn't remembered it in so much detail, but I certainly remember um, like the Venom um episodes of so the arc. Yeah, I think yeah. everyone remembers that. Um it, it, um I remembered um Felicia Hardy, so when the games came out and obviously um Black Cat is it was in the games. I, there were bits I remembered from that. So that, this was quite a nice one for me. And then, obviously, with it all being on Disney+, um, and working from home at the moment, um, I use my—I normally use my TV as a second monitor. Yesterday, it was a TV, and I was watching Spider-Man while I was working. Um, because it was, it's one of those, I'm, I'm about to change jobs. I've got very little to fucking do. Um, so I thought, why not? I'll just kind of plot on and get you know, go through emails and stuff like that. And I'm trying to sort stuff out while I'm watching Spider-Man. So I got through about nine episodes, which I was quite happy with.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I was quite excited to rewatch this as well. Um, as you say, it was it was out. It came just after X Men, but before yeah. X Men had finished. If I remember rightly, there was definitely a period where they were both on together. Yeah. Um, and especially being a, a comics kid as well, but always being primarily a DC kid, um, yeah. you know, it was really X Men that that really first started. Sort of started getting me into Marvel, um, and then along came this in the middle. Now, when I remember distinctly when this year, didn't know a huge amount about Spider-Man because mm. my heroes were Superman and Batman, and like you yeah, know, Spider-Man's same. a thing. It's like Spider-Man's like probably the most, arguably the most famous superhero in the world. I would say probably just behind Superman. Probably Superman's yeah. most famous. I think you asked people to name a superhero, they go Superman, Spider-Man, Batman. Probably that's
1: yeah
0: in that not necessarily in that order, but those probably are probably in are that the order of nine three. times yeah. out of ten. Yeah, those are the big three, right? So um so when this came up i I was a big fan of the (laughs) x-men show as well i was about 13 or 14 by the time this hit over here it was it was kind of i think 94 95 ish um but i didn't give a fuck because it was superheroes so i was going to watch this anyway Uh, but it was really yeah as as you said um you you remember things like venom you remember things like felicia hardy and you know characters who as a culture now we're all very familiar with and, and certainly i am now but this was my and still is my touchstone for spider-man essentially yes. this is this is where i know my spider-man lore from was this show yeah. um and, and this is this is the show by which all other spider-mens
1: <laughs> nah, spider
0: persons spider this is the show by which all other spider-man junk is judged basically yeah um we, I, and and that's you know in rewatching it now i found good and bad in it which is yeah. interesting
1: um, yeah I, I was kind of the same i mean it was I certainly the yardstick in terms of spider-man for me um mm. I was the same. Um, brought up on Batman, um, the Adam West um, mm. stuff. Yeah, me too. Yeah, um, and, and then like I had some really old. Um, it was a, I, I was given it for my birthday. It was like a video collection of um Superman shorts from like the fifties or something. They were fucking atrocious. Nice. I, I um, know
0: exactly the ones you mean though. And I if, know exactly the, the ones. You um,
1: um, and it was sort of the, the colour It was very. The color room was very graded. It was very noir looking. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I had it for a birthday. There's only four episodes on there. It was like a twenty minute tape. It was a complete waste of a tape. But it was no, it was it was brilliant. that that was my my Superman and then say Batman from Throughout the West. And this was kind of my first thing for Marvel, apart from the fact that I had a Captain America in action figure, which was you no know, but yay big. And I don't know where the hell it came from. I was just given it. Didn't have a shield. Um, yeah. didn't know it was just a figure I was given. But that was the that was the only thing I had, and my brother had Doctor Doom. We didn't know where they were from, we didn't know anything about it. It was just you no, know, they were just figures we had. Um, but, yeah, it was all Batman, Superman, and then Spider-Man was kind of the thing. And then from the, on the back of that, I'd seen some X-Men um, through, as uh, it was on, was on Live and Kicking or Go and Live, whichever one it was at the time. And so I, I was aware of that. And I watched it. I really enjoyed that. And that, that was kind of my my into this, these animated Marvel shows. Yeah,
0: yeah, definitely. Um,
1: which I didn't really know a great deal about. I mean, I, I, I was aware of Marvel Comics. I, I'd i been given some at some point. You know, here and there, you know, somebody picked one up and I'll read that and shut up. Um, hmm. So yeah, this was kind. Of, this was kind of the name of me. This was the first one where I actually went, "Oh right, okay, this is like huge. There's like an entire world around this." And in that, I mean, and I, obviously, I obviously didn't realize at the time. Of the, I when they were referencing X Men, I knew what they were. There was um, a reference to Fantastic Four uh, and Doctor Doom, which I knew Doctor Doom. I knew Captain America, but I didn't know anything about them. Yeah, yeah. Um, and watching it this time, obviously picking those things up the entire show is littered with
0: them. Yeah, I noticed not, that as well. And even yeah. even
1: like, you've got um punishers in there, Doctor Strange is like Doctor Blade's Strange
0: in there I yeah mean, every, everybody's in there. Um, it's,
1: it's it's one of those, I mean for the majority of people um coming to Marvel from the from the, so the cinematic universe had never heard of Doctor Strange.
0: Yeah. But he it's all this here. Fucking show. I, I that that's one of the that's one of the key things i remembered about this show uh i'm still a dc kid at heart as as has as has been discussed numerous times on on this podcast but um my knowledge of marvel is now pretty good um and and that all started here um like i I know i'll always be a dc kid but i I do also know a fair bit about marvel comics as well i have marvel collections as well uh but that all started here because prior to like I had watched X-Men and I loved X-Men and as discussed when when we did our X-Men show I I started buying X-Men comics then but Mm. X-Men is always the the mutants and and the mutant universe is always sort of slightly removed unless we have a big crossover event the the X-Men are kind of over there doing their own thing as I suspect they're going to be when they eventually inevitably join the MCU yeah um whereas this was as, as you just said, this was kind of the MCU before the MCU existed. Like you watch yeah. this show and all of a sudden all of these extra characters have been thrown in there. And so then like 13, 14 year old me, who's reading a shit ton of comics at this point, like mostly DC. But yeah, shit ton yeah. of comics is now going, OK, so who's the vampire hunter dude? Because he's cool. And yeah. the Punisher like looks cool. And yeah, like Fantastic Four and Doctor Doom and all that. They drop in all of these characters in there. Yeah. Venom especially as, as you mentioned this was this is my first introduction to Venom and the symbiote yeah. suit you know and, and and so my real my interest in Marvel really grew from from this show this yeah. this was the yeah, start same. like if, if X-Men was the gateway drug that allowed me to get on and watch Spider-Man because I like the X-Men show this is the one that really like blew open that Marvel yeah, this universe was the heroine movie. yeah a- absolutely um and, and like I said there's this good and bad I found in, in re-watching this like the, I've taken a lot of joy in re re-watching, um, rewatching it and, and the way they're introducing not just the, the wider Marvel Universe, but even just Spider-Man's rogues gallery. Like they, yeah. They're all in here, and they well, do a really good mean, I, job with some of them as well.
1: Like I watched the first eight or nine episodes yesterday, just because that's all I had time to do. Um, I'm going to go back because I'm in the middle of, again, the Venom arc. Oh, okay, um, so I saw the first two of that, and then I think there's a couple more. Uh, left there's only here. there's only
0: three. It's it's three, three is, is that? It, I yeah, it yeah. So you've nearly done one. That. No, it's three. Yeah, and um,
1: it, two. I mean, I, I remember that from first. I, like that was my. I think that was actually the first bit I saw was the, the three in the three Venom episodes. Uh, it's certainly the thing
0: in. I remember about this show. I think everybody yeah. does.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, that was um, so picking through that was great. And I mean, I as I, I can't remember what I was talking about. Um, but yeah, so, I mean, this this is. I've I've been the same. I've I've taken this on and gone, right, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna watch it. I wanted to watch more, yes, it didn't get time. But actually the, the Rose Galleries from episode one, right the way through, this right, we're gonna introduce um Lizard in this one. But we're gonna introduce the side character the secondary characters as well. Hmm. So you get you get all this stuff and then you get the um uh you get the one with the um the spider slayer robots. Yeah and also you introduce Flash Thompson, you introduce to Felicia Hardy, um Harry Osborne. Um, you're introduced to all these all these people that you know from from various later iterations. You know, yeah. but they again they're right here on right on Front Street, and you yeah. say right okay that's great. And then you know, and then you go into all you no know, you go into the others you go into Scorpion you go into Mysterio. Um, interestingly, actually I was thinking about this yesterday. Um, I had a Game Boy um, game as well, um, which was really fucking hard. I seem to remember because I would have been quite young at the time. But that kind of followed the same thing. It was this sort of time. And it was, um, I see. You, know, you had Mysteria, you had Scorpion, you had Rhino, but it didn't get any further than that. So you probably had others in there as well. But it's no, it's not in the way that you have the the games now, where you have this big sweeping you know, story arc, and you start, you know, you, you work your way through it. It was just level, level, level. At the end of every level, there's a boss, and the boss is Rhino or it's Vulture or whoever. Yeah. yeah. And so I was thinking about that yesterday, and at some point in the weekend, I'm going to go and dig up my uh, my Game Boy from down at my parents' house because it's there somewhere, or I'm going to fucking murder people. Yeah. Um, and the game will be with it um so yes yeah, so, I mean this what watching this yesterday this did bring an awful lot of stuff back but both from watching it the first time and from um from from the game and stuff as well um so yeah I mean I was really impressed with certain elements of it there are bits that really annoyed me me too um, and I'm sure the, we'll get on to those yeah I'm yeah. sure we will I mean um in terms of story i thought it was mainly pretty tight um, it, I, I, the story is very tight
0: um I, I think the the big problem with it to come on to the first big problem then cuz cuz story is is it um yeah. story's very tight the problem with this is it feels like and I don't know why because this wasn't a problem in, in X-Men mm. but it feels like whoever's really setting this up whoever's sat around the table in the writers room here mm. it, it, like we haven't quite figured out figured out how to adapt a comic into live action yet or to, into animation yeah. at, at this point because these are literally Comic book stories, yeah, that have just been animated, and there's something to be said for that. As I've said in this show before, I've written papers on on exactly that. Yeah. Um. But the problem is narratively, what that leads you with is some absolutely atrocious dialogue. Yes. And, and I don't know if you found the same thing, but what annoyed me so much was that, you know, with, with X Men it's not so bad because there are a team of superheroes there that can have a conversation about themselves. Yeah. But Spider Man spends a lot of time on his own, his
1: own and head. so
0: there is a lot of massive chunks of expository dialogue which we're used to reading on a comic book page because you'll get a thought bubble yes so you, you'll get spider-man talking to himself in a thought bubble and that's something you're conditioned to accept yeah. you're not conditioned to have him constantly quipping to himself and amusing himself yeah whilst he's sort of swinging himself around new york and that really grated on me yeah that bugged me yeah. um
1: the whole i mean the the spider puns and you know, even even the story puns, they were fine. I like, I love a good pun, you know that. But yeah, yeah, it was just that puns only work if you're talking to somebody else.
0: Exactly. You're just it feels like he's just amusing himself. And then and then yeah. it's not it's not just the puns either, it's the the massive narrative beats. Yeah. That And you know, this was a thing of cartoons in the 80s as well, but that was just because our writing wasn't sophisticated enough. But by the early and mid 90s, we'd moved away from that in animation. We did have some much more sophisticated writing. We'd had a lot of the Disney stuff by now as well. We'd had X-Men, which handles this stuff much, much better as well. Yes, they're still guilty of some slight... Overemphasis with with the dialogue and and they're slightly grandiose, but they certainly don't have this kind of massive chunks of exposition where yeah. you'll have like Spider-Man swinging through New York going, oh well, I better get home before Aunt May gets kidnapped by the Scorpion or else there'll be hell to pay. And so you no, know, we we know.
1: We, yeah, like, we get we, we get the stage. We get we it. We're
0: smart. Yeah. You don't have to you know and, and there's a lot of that. There is a yeah. there is a lot of really exposition heavy dialogue, which again you get in a comic book because you'll get it in a box out or you'll get it in a thought bubble. And that's that's fine in a comic book. Yeah. But it feels like it's such a literal adaptation, you know, and they've done it with story arcs as well. Yeah. You know, you see you see Stanley credited as a writer on some of these as well, yes. um, because they've so heavily just lifted a story arc completely.
1: Yeah. Um, and, and again, but, I mean, that in, in and of itself, doing that is fine, because fine, that, that's, that's what the source material fine. is. And you do. But, I mean, we, and we've talked about this um, a lot on Game of Thrones. If you're doing an adaptation, adapt, adapt it. it. Yeah, yeah. Actually exactly. put, put the work in and do it. Don't just go, right, well, I'll lift it from here, drop it in there, I'll reformat it, and I'll take out the words I don't need, and it'll be fine.
0: And I think, I, I think it's worse. It's odd, this is a bit of a juxtaposition, really, but I think it's worse because it's animation. I yeah. think... Had this been a live action show at the time, it would be even more eye rolling, but you'd sort of. I think I'd cut it more slack because I think I would cut it as as much slack as well. Maybe they just don't understand, but here it just feels like somebody's gone, well, those are drawings. This is drawing. And these are drawings. Yeah.
1: So we just make
0: those drawings move. But he doesn't yeah. work like that. It, it, no. it, it doesn't. Work. You have to be more sophisticated in, in the narrative and, and the writing. And and look, we have to remember as well. This is very much pitched as pitched to kids. This yeah. isn't an adult show by any stretch. Adults can enjoy it as we have. Yeah. This was pitched to kids. So you know, and especially for me as a kid as well, that went straight over my head. I didn't clock any of this. I yeah. was just like it was like watching a comic. So that's absolutely fine. But coming to it now as an adult, yeah, that great. And and you kind of. <laughs> he also picked up on something else that really annoyed me. And, and it's surprising, actually. And I think it's only come out in the re-watching. But um, this version of Spider-Man, this version of Peter Parker, will, just like, um, you know, when, when we talk about um, Batman and we say that Kevin Conroy is, is our Batman, this will always be my Spider-Man. OK, so when when we get other iterations of Spider-Man, this is what I compare it to. This is this is who I've compared Tom McGuire to. This is who I've compared Andrew Garfield to. This is who I've compared Tom Holland to and every time like I, i've always been looking for this however what, what i've been looking for is this real kind of smart ass wisecracking because that's who he is here this is a this is a yeah. not fully grown but this is an adult peter parker yeah, he's a college kid dude. right he's he's so he's he's more world weary for instance than uh than spider-man we currently have in the mcu yeah. now um he's certainly less dour than uh toman you know and it, i think probably the closest we got dance. No, probably the closest we got to this was Andrew Garfield's. Yeah, um, I, I thought he did really well with the waistcoat. But actually, if watching this now, I'm watching it. Go, Do you know what? I'm fucking like this Spider-Man at all. Yeah, that, that I was, much I, prefer I, I, I was
1: Tom Holland's. Version. I was wondering where you were going with it because that was kind of my thought yesterday. Is that the the, the character? I said the character is a departure from what we had in the in the MCU um, and in the games as well. I mean, in, in the games, yeah, yeah, very um, much so. The, the games tend to from. From my from the way I've, I've looked at it, the the, the game head would be a bit of an amalgam of Toby Maguire and Andrew Garfield they've kind of ca- they've kind of melded the two they haven't really gone into tomology at all um but they certainly overlooked this guy um mm-hmm. and yeah that was that was I had a similar thought as I was thinking when I was watching the essay this guy and all that no I, I, you, I, you look I, at Kevin Conroy Kevin Conroy and his his um portrayal of Batman and, and and Bruce Wayne it's it's iconic but it's it nails the character absolutely perfectly. And Whereas this one, creepy. it's like this is this one, he's it's almost as if the writer's gone well, I know some kids, or I'm still young, I'm going kinda gonna make him a bit like me and make him quippy and all the rest of it, but he just happens to swing and you know, just swing off a web and kick people's ass.
0: Yeah, it's it's almost the Steve Buscemi meme, isn't it? Of yeah. Fake. <laughs> you know what I mean? yeah. It's it's almost and I think actually again that comes down to this has been lifted direct from yeah. from the page in some instances. And again that kind of that rapid fire quipping that he's doing it doesn't grate quite as much on the page because you have the gutter and you have the white space to space that out and yeah. you can you can kind of allow that to go in your own time whereas when it's just he's a constant fucking gag machine yeah. as he is in this it feels like and and let's not forget like the whole central premise of Spider-Man is that it literally is that the weight of the world is always on his shoulders like with yeah. great power comes great responsibility that is the, the central theme of Spider-Man yeah. and you feel that with the three that we've just mentioned you feel it with all of them you feel like if, if they don't just man up and get this shit done mm. uh, then then the world is going to fall apart yeah and there's going to be real tragic personal consequences yeah. for them you don't get that here at all because even yeah. when people are in in peril and he's got to go and save them. He's cracking wise, and so yeah. look, there is a time for that. And I appreciate that. And like, that's one of the things I like about Spider-Man's character is he is funny. But there is a time uh, and a place. Yeah,
1: it. I was going to say it's it's there's gravitas when it's needed. I mean, the the one thing I will say for it is that for all of the White and that he does, the supporting cast do some heavy lifting. I mean, especially um, Felicia Hardy. Mm-hmm. Some of the work that comes out of her, and you know, the the, so the character of her, and the, I think it's the um, the second Venom episode where where Peter turns up at the college, he's in a suit and him and Flash are about to kick each other's yes, asses. Yeah, yeah. she no, you get this real thing of, I don't know who you are, but you're scaring me. Mm. And you don't expect that sort of weight and that sort of heft because what you've had in the previous seven, eight episodes is the, the kid equivalent of knob gags.
0: Yeah, and, and that's, that's the problem, isn't it? I don't, I don't think there's a, so much of an issue with the performances. I, I don't mm. think the, the performance is particularly bad. I think it's, it's, it's in material. the right Yeah, it, it's, it's, just rapid fire, gag, 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 gag. And yeah. like, if you look at, this is a really unfair comparison because I think not just to compare this as a Spider-Man show to it, but I think to compare pretty much any superhero movie within the last 10 years or so, Endgame excluded. Um, but but if you compare it to Into the Spider-Verse yeah. um, and you look at the way Peter Parker treated in that, you know and 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 that's another gag machine peter parker particularly at the start Mm. but he's not as grating as this because there's still some world weariness to him and there's still some gravity and and that's what's missing and again you mentioned the games the insomniac games you get the same thing like yes he's full of quips but when the story gets personal late in the game like that dials all the way back and, and we dial into the and again like props where he's due and I really don't think he got enough of it that's something I think Andrew Garfield's iteration really brought to the forefront was, yeah. was the balance between the I think he nailed that really really well hmm. um and, it, and it's, it's something Tom Holland is is doing as well don't get me wrong but I, I think that was I did like that balance was struck the best I think in those Andrew Garfield movies yeah. um but yeah that, that so that those were the two things that really rubbed up against me I was like I, I really don't like this
1: Spider-Man <laughs> yeah which which is, which is really a bit of a don't problem. like
0: this dialogue
1: sorry. yeah i mean the only other thing that really pissed me off and it's no fault of anybody's was the ups- the upscaling because you got so you had so many um so many frames where they just things didn't line up um
0: i can't say i noticed but then i watched most of it on a mobile phone
1: <laughs> yeah so. no, as I, I i was watching it literally had the, you know, the the tv what 18 inches from my face mm-hmm. um and yeah so you get it would be fine anything wide was fine as soon as you went in close, eyes weren't level or you have a line underneath an eye which wasn't supposed to be there. And things are like just because of the way they've they've upscaled it and rendered it again, it hasn't it hasn't converted properly. 100%. And that's no fault of the shows. It's no fault of the, of the makers. That's purely just, no. it was drawn on the cheap in the early 90s. And now it's 2021 and Disney have got, yeah, we own that. Chuck it on.
0: I mean, my my thoughts on upscaling old shows have been <laughs> covered yeah. many many times on this show and every other one yeah. on our network. Like they were shot a particular way, just leave them. Give it like scrub it and give us the best version you can, but
1: don't. Yeah, well that's it. I said I mean they they, they haven't
0: with the they aspects.
1: They haven't fucked the ratios or anything like that. They haven't they haven't tried to do that. They've left it in 4:3. But yeah, it's just that where they've tried to click, It's obviously no, when it was when it was re- recorded on the meters recorded on. The, the resolution wasn't there, so to try and stick it up in HD now, it just doesn't work. And no, it's it's some it's it's a fault, and no, realistically, they'd be better off just leaving it as it is. No, people no people will look at this and go right. This was nineteen ninety four. We're not expecting it to be four K. No,
0: you
1: know they'll be expecting it to be grainy as all fuck. They'll be expecting it, you know, the animation to be quite, quite judgery and all the rest of it. So leave it at that. Let people get what they're expecting. Because at least that way, you're not spoiling the experience. I mean, there, there was one scene. I think it was the um, the spider Slayer um, one where he takes out May to the to, to the ball. Yeah, that's and, the
0: spider Slayer yeah.
1: And there's a scene between the two of them where they're talking, and literally her mouth is moving in one direction, her eyes are looking somewhere else. He his mouth is moving at the same time, and none of it quite matches. And it's just like, for fuck's sake. And then you get you know, when, when one of them's not talking, then an eyebrow's up here, an eye is over there, and it just looks like they've they've tried to tidy that, it but it's gone horribly horribly wrong.
0: I mean, have they? Or is it just that it was poorly animated don't know. I don't know.
1: I can't quite tell. But it's something that it, there were certain certain frames didn't bother me at all. Certain frames were done really well. You know, anything mm. outside was good. Anything where mouths weren't moving was really good. Like, you, know, it's like the eye, you, know, you get the eyes on the suit moving, you know, moving and stuff like that. That's all fine. But, yeah, it was just, there were just some. You know, I said, what the fuck is going on with that? And, I, um, I, I honestly that, can't say I noticed. For all of that, there were some really nice touches um, in... I think maybe in the first episode or maybe the second episode, they, there was a really nice pull focus, which you never get on animation because you don't need it.
0: No, I mean it, this was this was the early days of, of CG as well. As like there are loads of computer generated shots in this. Like it feels like any opportunity yeah. they could have to computer generate something, they would do it.
1: Yes. Yeah, like somebody, uh, somebody just bought one of these new Apple machines. Quick, what, what can yeah. we do with
0: it? What can we do with it? Yeah. So yeah, all that kind of stuff. You know. I'm sure they were just experimenting with everything they possibly could. Yeah. Um. But, yeah, I, I mean, I think the animation's decent. I don't think it's brilliant, but I think it's decent for most of it. it certainly. I mean, it looks really colourful still, which yeah. is nice as well. It does. It looks like a comic book come to life. It it, it very much just the whole thing reminded me of, like, yeah. this is just a comic book on my screen. And, look, I, I'm fine with that, but that wasn't what I was expecting. I wanted an adaptation of Spider-Man, almost, yeah. because if I want to read a Spider-Man comic. I've got half a dozen behind me in yeah. omnibus format. I'll go and pick one of those up and I'll read those. You know, yeah. I, I don't I don't necessarily need to see them move.
1: Yeah. I can and do I, that. I, th- I think don't... that was the thing that struck me with it is that like, we, we talked about X-Men quite a while ago now. Um, but that was, for me, one of the key differences is that, that that felt like an adaptation. That felt like, well, OK, we've got a story to tell mm. and it's not the same as the way it's written because it can't because there are too many moving parts and especially where... Um, you know, you look at some of the, the bigger things you had in that. Um, look
0: at Phoenix Saga, for instance. Yeah. that's that's still the the closest I think anybody's come to adapting the Phoenix Saga, but it's still not right. It's not perfect, but it's no, it's though
1: no, it's, I, it's not right. I don't mean else. it's
0: bad. What I mean is it's not a direct adaptation. Still, yeah. there are there are parts of that, yeah, which which have been changed, and especially with X Men, it's it's not mature by any means, but it is one of Marvel's more mature titles. There are there are some yeah. themes in there that could be lost on a very young audience so yeah. again with show there are a lot of things that that, that change because they had to be changed but it, but in general as well it felt like a serialized saturday morning cartoon action yeah. show it didn't feel like a sort of four issue run of a comic book yeah. you know like like the venom saga is a prime example of that mm-hmm. with this or, or the alien Saga, I think they call yeah. it this, or something like that. Um, it's
1: it's the alien suit or something like that. The it? alien suit and
0: and it's literally just three issues of a comic
1: basically yeah. just alien all... costume. sorry.
0: Yeah. And and you even get it in and and look I'm actually I'm actually going to praise this this kind of flies in the face a little bit what we're saying, but I'm going to praise this as well. You even there's a lot particularly with early Marvel writing and this was a Stan Lee philosophy that's kind of made its way through a lot of early Marvel writing they don't do it so much now but Stan's philosophy was always that uh, everybody's comic book is somebody's first comic book, right? Yeah. So, so some kids always going to go in and pick up Spider-Man at issue 94 or whatever yeah. and just be like, what the fuck is this? I just yeah. like the, the colouring on the front. And so there was always a recap of what had gone on and there was always a recap of who... Peter yeah. Parker is and being bitten by the radioactive spider and Uncle Ben and how the spider senses is. With. And it's it's throwaway. It's very quick. It's, it's all. Uh, but again, it's it's just an expository passage that would be yeah. in there normally quite close to the front of the book. But it would be worked into the narrative. In some cases, it would be as a prologue. Um, yeah. You know, sometimes you get a box out that says, you know, uh, Peter Parker is actually Spider-Man and this. But that is there in every episode. Yeah. And again, it's like, look, that's good if you do happen to dip in the middle of things, and I think they weave it into their narrative fairly well without it sounding yeah. clunky every time. But by God, when you like, I've watched, I I did actually watch quite a lot of these back to back, and it binge quite a few of them. By the time you've heard it for the fourth or fifth time in a sitting, you're like, okay, yeah, I get we it. get it. Like we get, I, and I, it's, the thing is, there's such an easy way out of that. Again, if you if you're going to serialize this and if you're going to adapt it. Put it in the fucking credits. Yeah. Just, just do a voiceover in the credits. You know, I'm a big fan of that. We talk about it every time we talk about theme tunes. I love it when you give me <laughs> all of the prologue. Like, if you, yeah. if you give me the backstory up front and then a kick ass theme, yeah. like all about that, you can do Especially it. Especially now because you
1: can skip it. Once you've seen it, once
0: was skip, skip, skip. I, but you know what? Nine times out of ten, I probably wouldn't. Like something like Ulysses, Jace, anything like that, yeah. where we're getting all of the story front loaded and then into the theme song. I'll watch it every time because that is what makes those theme songs iconic. Yeah. You know, He-Man, same thing. Like we were we were talking about a lot about um Revelations last yeah. week again because part two has just dropped. But that sent me down the He-Man rabbit hole this week as well. And like when you watch back the early episodes of He-Man and you get, you know, fabulous secret powers were revealed to me when I held my magic. And it, you get it every episode. Yeah. And it's that's part of the show. That is it's almost like it is Pavlovian at that point. Yeah. Yeah, because you know when that's done, it's getting you yeah. pumped up, it's getting you excited. When that's done, you're into the show. Yeah, But they don't do that here. They kind of weave it into it. And, if, and as I say, they, they do handle it pretty well, I think. It's just yeah. that, like, come on, guys. You you don't have to literally... It, it, they've almost Game of thrones it, where they've literally just gone, we are going to adapt this, word for fucking word. Yeah. Like, we're just going to... Everything, we're just going to put it all on the screen. You know? Um, and yeah. Sometimes that elicits and, a... I, you know, a good response from me, like Barry Jane's first appearance, yes, where she does face it Tiger. You just hit the jackpot, and yeah. you're like, yes, amazing, right? Okay, you did, like you couldn't have not done that, but you yeah. did, and, and you did it really well. And then other times, it's just it's so eye rolling that you just yeah. come on, guys, really.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I've got to be honest. I must say, I sat, must say, I sat here for a good no, four or five hours yesterday um, while I was working with it on, and nothing even even the iffy dialogue and the, the questionable upscaling animation wherever it was that, that went wrong um none of it rubbed me up so badly i was like oh fuck this i've had enough oh me either and no. that no that was kind of no, that was what i was worried about we've seen so many of these shows where you go back to it and go holy fuck balls what am i doing hmm. and but it's s- not that, is it? it's it's not that and there are issues with it you're right and so the, the i mean I, I didn't i haven't seen as much as i would have liked to and the, i will be going back to do at least no, a couple more episodes because I want to. I want to do the. Um, I want to finish Venom and I want to do Hobgoblin as well, which is the next two. So I mean, I'll. I'll no, I'll certainly watch another three episodes probably tomorrow. Um, but it's no. It's something that you look at and go right. Okay, it's decent. You know, and there's a nostalgia attached to it because I say that no, this was this was my into to, to Spider Man and and to Marvel. But actually, and maybe I'm popular for saying this because no, they, they do. You no, know, there are a lot of people who don't agree, but. I actually think, for you know, for what we're getting now in terms of the MCU, I don't know. A lot of these old shows don't really add anything anymore. I'm not really, no, I'm, I'm not going back to them thinking, well, yeah, this is clearly better. Oh, it's because, not no, because the the it's... this the the writing has evolved, the performances have evolved, the characters have evolved, and they they evolve within the MCU as well. So I don't need to be going back for other versions. And I think this is, I mean, I've talked about this many times on on this show, um, the whole thing with multiverses and. Um, we have you know, the Amazing Spider-Man and the Super Spider-Man and the Amazing Super Spider-Man and the Super Amazing Spider-Man, all this sort of stuff. And yes, okay, they they, they, you know, they said right, okay, well, we know what it is, and we know we're leaning into multiverses, and they which they've they've done that um, they've done in the comics, and you know they, they go for that. They they, re- they really did sort of think, well, fuck it, when they did uh, made the spider verse I was like, well, fuck it, everybody knows it's there, so let's mm-hmm. play with it and see what we can do with it. But I'm at a point now where I'm not really looking for that many alternate versions because there are enough on the screen anyway and some are good some are bad i mean if you go back to sort of the, the 80s um the 80s iteration we had it was 81 i think um no the adaptation we had there was absolutely fucking woeful yeah you No, know, i mean you know and similarly to the, the the um captain america um live action thing they did at the time there's a spider-man one which is basically a guy crawling on the floor and they took the camera right side.
0: i remember it well which is probably uh, why i didn't really take to spider-man as a kid because that was shit
1: yeah exactly so i mean it's, it's that, there's that there's that type of stuff around, I and. Mean, because no, they've kind of embraced it, going well, yeah, it's a multiverse, and in that universe he's shit, mm. and in this one he's like a god, and in this one he's a wisecracking teenager, and in this one he's like forty-five. They, and they've they lent into it, and that's fine; that really works. But it's just at some point you've got to think, well, enough's enough. I don't need any more. Yeah, I, I think I
0: think fatigue is definitely a thing that, that's creeping in with a lot of these adaptations. It Certainly, is for me, and I think it is yeah. for a lot of a lot of the general public as well. Sadly, it seems that um this is going off topic but sadly it seems that projects like Eternals and WandaVision seem to have suffered for that in some yeah. cases um whereas actually they tend to be the ones that are breaking the mold at the yeah. moment Um Eternals specifically um cracks the Marvel mold wide open it's not a three-act structure for a start uh which I normally hate but Anyway, this isn't an eternal podcast. I thought it was very, very good and it's got a really bad rap. Um, yeah. But yes, fatigue is a thing that is that is setting in for people. Um, and so, you know, like going back and watching these then when it's already not the best version of a thing. yeah, and it, and it isn't. And I wanted it to be because that's how I remember. But for instance, you know, we've done it on this show already and I've, I've done it again since and we'll do it again in the future. If I were to go back and do a rewatch of any chunk of Batman the Animated Series right yeah. now, were to reach behind me and pull the DVDs and put them on now, it would still be the best version of Batman that's ever been on screen. Yeah. Like and and that so I can go back and watch that and that's that's absolutely fine. It's not going to annoy me. Whereas this is annoying me because this is no longer the best version of Spider-Man. So why why am I watching it? Like what yeah. what is the point? Why why bother? Yeah. <laughs> you know, that that's that's kind of what I was feeling watching. Despite the fact I've still watched I think I'm nearly through that first season. I don't know how many episodes I've done. I'm certainly further on than, uh, than you are. Yeah. Um so I've watched quite a lot of it, but all the time I'm watching it going, yeah, this is okay, and I don't dislike it, but in the back yeah. of my head I'm just going like, but I could be watching much better versions of Spider-Man than this. Yeah. So why am I not? like yeah. even, even if I wanted animated Spider-Man again, yeah, I could just go and put Into the Spider-Verse on, and that's, yeah. that's a much better Spider-Man product than this is. Yeah, yeah um, definitely.
1: And I mean, I think as well, one of the things that did it for me, uh, or that spoiled it for me, was that, um, I was looking at so looking at this, and you mentioned the the introduction of Mary Jane. Mm. I think that the 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 way that um, Mary Jane is portrayed, in certain performances, abs- they absolutely nail that character. Yeah. Um, and then you compare that to um, certainly Kirsten Dunst's version, which is a very saccharine, very watered down version. Yes. And you think, it hang on, I've got a better product over here, but the char- this one is, I want to see more of this character. I want to see this Mary Jane. Yeah, yeah. Not that one. And it's trying to reconcile those two because as I, I, I agree, I think the this, this Spider-Man product, this series is not anywhere near as good as any of the three film iterations.
0: No, not even a
1: patch. Um, I mean, at the, oh, at the time, it, I'd certainly say it was the best of anything that came before.
0: Yeah, and, and at the time, if, if, if we were talking about this in the early 2000s, I'd probably still be telling you this was better than all of the films that we'd had at that point as well. And yeah. prior to watching it, I was even thinking I might prefer this to, to the current films as yeah. well because... That's what, as I say, this was the yardstick. This is what my memories tell me. You know, and like you, I, I have a, a strong nostalgic connection to it as well. Not just because it was it was a gateway into the, the wider Marvel universe, but yes, I I had a Super Nintendo game as well that was Spider-Man, but linked to this. You know, so so there was that, and then you had all the other merch that went with it as well. So there's a whole period in time that's associated yeah. with this, and I'd forgotten. I'm going to go off and take us off topic slightly now, but I've already gone down that down this road, yeah. and I forgot what we were talking about. Um, but <laughs> That <laughs> I've had a bigger nostalgia kick with this than I had than I've had with anything for quite a long time because I'd actually believe it or not forgotten this theme tune. I don't know how I'd forgotten this theme tune. Yeah. But as soon as it started, it just absolutely just had me immediately. As soon as that theme tune started, and all week I have been wondering, I'm going Spider Man yeah. in the in the weird computer generated voice. Yeah. And it's like, and you got the the theme running through your head as well, which isn't. Quite the classic Spider-Man theme that we know from the older show, but is almost it. It's like slightly riffing it, I think,
1: on it. going to say, it riffs on it, but I think it, it kind of fits more with the, with the period and also what we had with the X-Men. Um, oh, definitely, it. it's a
0: fucking fantastic theme too. Yeah, it really. And is. I
1: mean, I think that that was something certainly they, they kind of played for, us, and the fact we did we did get these crossover episodes. So we you know we got crossovers with X-Men. We did get um, no, they, they, no, we did get this. Very heavy leaning on all the other Marvel products and all the other Marvel characters. Well, hang on, I'm Spider Man and I'm in New York. Iron Man's in New York. Captain America's in New York. All this sort of stuff. You think, well, fuck it, why wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's no. and obviously, you know, there are issues around with the films around licensing and stuff like that. Even though they haven't been able to do certain things until certain points and stuff like that. So I get that. But the, the whole thing of all of the MCU and all of, you know, all of Marvel is that it's a shared universe and mm-hmm. they're all in it. So why wouldn't you be referencing X Men? Why wouldn't you be referencing Iron Man and all the all these other characters? Because they're a thing in in yeah, this yeah. world, and if they can't be a thing, then none of it works anyway. Yeah, you exactly. so I mean, I th- so I mean, I think that the fact that we we get that in the show where we didn't we I, I don't remember getting an X Men apart from the crossovers we had with Spider Man.
0: Yeah, there are. Um, we do get other MCU characters pop into X Men, but as I said, as a as a book, like the mutants tend to be their own thing anyway. Like unless yeah. we have a big crossover event. You know, and, unless we're getting something like House of X or a Civil War or something like that, the mutants yeah. tend to be over there doing their own thing because the, just because those storylines in themselves are so yeah. intricate yeah. and yet I've... so massive, like they're, they're almost a, ho- a huge contradictory thing. Like you get these these tightly woven threads because there's so many characters, but the storylines themselves in X-Men are absolutely it is huge apocalyptic world ending stuff most of the time, yeah. you know, which which if you allow the wider universe in. You have the DC problem then. yeah. And, and Marvel isn't geared up for that. You know, like DC is because Superman tends to take most of his shit off world. All right. Yeah. If an alien comes, it's Superman's problem. Other than that, it's fucking Batman or someone else's problem. But yeah. because the MCU is so grounded, if you start bringing these cataclysmic world ending events into the wider MCU, you just go, yeah, but the Avengers will sort that out. Yeah. Well, why do we need the X-Men? They'll sort that out. So, so, it kind of has to be from from a narrative point of view. Whereas to say DC handle that much better because they, they tend to deal on a on a cosmic scale more. If you like, yeah. then there is there is a lot more sort of uh, gods and monsters in, in DC basically than, than there yeah. is in Marvel. So it, it's, they, they're able to to expand that and come up with all these various ways why you know actually Superman can't deal with it this week. But I, Marvel's not able to do that because it's so it, it tries so hard to ground itself, yeah. which is ridiculous. Because we're talking about fucking people being bitten by radioactive yeah. spiders, right? But it, it does, to its credit, try really hard to ground itself. Like that, yeah. that's the thing, um, and so that's why X Men has to be slightly removed, I think. But anyway, off yeah. fucking topic again. Um, well, no, it's not really because we yes, are. It's talking, all kind of, of like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, whereas you know, with, with this, they've got the opportunity to blow that wider open because this is more like haze in New York, so yeah. we can we can have ground level threats like the Punisher. Oh, we can have like serious world ending threats, like when Doctor Strange shows up or like when Venom comes in because the fucking space shuttle's crashed. So you've got a good balance of that. And yeah, then you can weave the Fantastic Four into that and you can weave Captain America and Iron Man and all of these into it as well. Um, And like you said, it's a good introduction to those characters as well. Iron Man, I did know about because I distinctly remember the really, really, really old Iron Man cartoon. I think it must have been from like the 70s. That much like you, I had a video with a bunch of these Iron Man cartoons on. And they were really fucking good. They were only like five minutes long. Um, terribly animated. But I, I just remember having this video with a bunch of Iron Man cartoons. So that I knew about, so I wasn't surprised to see him show up. But like Captain America, like I, I could give a fuck about. Like, do you know what I mean? Like especially to us over here. You're like, Well, yeah, what's Captain America got to fucking do with us? Plus, he looks ridiculous. Yeah. So it's not like a, you know, so a lot of these characters meant nothing to me until yeah. the wider universe was explained to me in the show, and I'm like, oh, okay, right. So now I know who he is. And it, incidentally, that I, I still say to this day, that is the greatest triumph of the MCU is making me give a fuck about Steve Rogers. Like that's <laughs> that's the absolute best trick the MCU's managed to pull. Um, most boring character ever, but yeah. not in the MCU. So yeah, there you go. anyway, I, mean, I, I don't think I've seen the,
1: um, the the opening the Hawkeye yet.
0: Yes, I have. But, yeah, with, yeah, yeah, just
1: the, the, yeah. yeah, absolutely fucking genius.
0: Yeah, uh, the show in general, I,
1: I'm very yeah. much enjoying.
0: Um, but yeah, I mean, there's, there's a good comparison there as well. You know, like the way, again, not one division because it, it was his own thing. Um, and actually so was Loki for that matter as well. But certainly Hawkeye and, and Falcon and the Winter Soldier have done this exact thing that we're talking about very well as well. They've, yeah. they've managed to sort of knit in these wider elements of the universe within this serialised kind of action show um but they've done it by adapting things themselves you know those characters yeah. are as you remember them but they're just slightly Off. slightly tweaked um saying that the jury's out on Hawkeye because it's awfully similar to the map Fraction run um but we'll we'll see where they go with it um yeah. but yeah certainly Falcon and the Winter Soldier you know you, you can see elements of adaptation in there whereas this literally yeah. they just go here's a Spider-Man story I'm going to draw it and it will move yeah and that's that's what you've got <laughs> If you've never read those stories before, as I hadn't, I guess, first time out as a kid, I'm like, oh, yeah, this is cool. I don't know what's happening here. Now, I know these stories inside out and back to front. So watching them now, it's kind of like, yeah, but I can just I can read it. them. Yeah. And, it's and, better. and
1: this, this is the thing. And I mean, as, as they've progressed and as um, certainly Marvel, but I mean, you know, even where DC have gone in and they've, you know, they've done their um, their animated features and stuff, you know, they've evolved to a point where... Like, they 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 know that people are smart. They know that people watching it will know who these characters are. Because I don't know, even even if they're watching it for the first time, you pick up very quickly who Spider-Man is, who Superman yeah. is, who the Flash is, and that's all fine. But it's like, at this point, that like we're at the very start. Now the, these are the you know these are the things that first you know, the first came out of the use, um, and you know, the primordial swamp is be so sort of dripping off them because they, it's just like what do you mean you, it's not just a, a moving comic book? What do you mean we've got to do something different? What do you mean you need nuance yeah. and subtlety and all the rest of it? And yeah, I think that that's possibly where this is let down. And if you to, if somebody were to look at this product now, and say, right, well, okay, well then, we we want to make a Spider-Man series. We're going to have hundred episodes or whatever it is. So we're going to do this. And we're going to, we're going to. These are the sources we're going to use. We're going to use. We're going to do this arc. We're going to do this arc. You would say, right, okay, rather than just doing it as blocks of stories, say rather than rather than this three, you know, three, uh, three uh, issue run being an episode, you say, right. This we'll we'll do this three no, this three issue run as an episode, but we're also going to start borrowing themes from elsewhere. So yeah. we can carry them through and you start building and you build you you build your whole franchise around it rather than just going, Right, here's this story which was in these three issues or four issues or whatever it is, make that. And if somebody's looking at it now, I mean, because of no, so the writing of the, the way that these things are written now is so much more sophisticated because we people are more aware of of, of structure and story and, and how and how you do adaptations then actually you would get a far better product, I think. And then, and were you to look at this now, you probably would get something that would rival the films and into the, into the Spider-Verse, because it would be done in such a way that actually meant it. Whereas this kind of feels like they're just phoning in and going, oh, well, yeah, Spider-Man's popular. Everyone knows Spider-Man. Yeah, let's just make a show out of it. And it, it doesn't really work. And that's, yeah. the, that's for me, that was the big disappointment going back to it, is that it's not what I wanted it to be because I've seen... I've had so much better. It's it's exactly
0: that. It's exactly that. And I think you hit the nail on the head there. I think this is literally, oh, X-Men's really fucking popular. Everybody loves this show. What's more popular than X-Men? Spider-Man, obviously. We haven't got Superman and Batman, so it's got to be Spider-Man, is not it? Yeah. Um, and obviously, it, I mean, it did work. We, you know, we, we've said we have amazing, an amazing sense of nostalgia for it. You know, there's things like the game, um, even like Universal Studios. You know, I'm a big theme park guy. When you go over there, like the initial iteration of this Spider-Man, right, it's been updated now. But the initial iteration of that looked exactly like the animation in this. It was these versions of the characters. Yeah. You know, so so I carry a lot of baggage with it. and. I think what's really disappointing is, and we've compared it to the film so many times, and it's inevitable to do so because they're all adaptations, but like, even going back and watching these now, and I've said like I can read these stories, but even if I want to see uh, a Green Goblin arc, then I'll go and watch Sam Raimi's movies yeah. because they do it better than this. And if I want to see a Dr. Octopus arc, like, again, Sam Raimi's movies, but more importantly, the Insomniac game does that storyline yeah. incredibly yes. well and does some new stuff with it. You know, and yeah, it, it, they—I just don't think that'll be bettered as a as a Doc Ock arc, arc. I'll be honest; I think yeah. they they managed to nail that perfectly. Yeah. You know, um, all right, Venom still hasn't been done properly in <laughs> in any other. Yeah, time. this is still the best version of of the symbiote storyline. Yeah, um, because goddamn, Spider Man three is a fucking mess. Yeah. Um, Although yeah, I distinctly it, remember enjoying it at the time,
1: but Well, yeah, this is it. I mean, uh I I I did the um, the, the Better the Mario episode with uh, with Jonathan, uh, Jonathan Dunn um, on Spider Man three. And don't get me wrong, it was one of those that there was there were bits I enjoyed in Spider-Man Three, I will be honest. You yeah. know I remember us defending it
0: like to the hilt against a good friend of ours and saying, No, it yeah. was good, it was fine, apart yeah. from
1: the dancing. Yeah. Um, and, and it is an evil guy apart, from
0: the, apart from the dancing and the horrendous addition of Venom in the last 10 minutes.
1: Yeah. Um, but I mean, yes, yeah. so, I mean, you're right. I think the Venom storyline, mean, it's it's right for doing properly. I think the, um, the the Tom Hardy vehicle we've got at the moment, it's trying too hard to be an off-brand Super uh, Spider-Man rather than being Venom.
0: I mean, I I only I haven't seen the second one, and I saw the first one on an aeroplane, so I can't I just cannot judge it. It was cut to shit, and I know it was like the runtime when I watched it was like seventy something minutes. Oh yeah, I, ass- I as assumed as well. it was that because it was just shit.
1: Um, no, it, it, I uh, mean I I watched it. I've got to be honest. I after we did the um, the Spider-Man three episode, I went out and rented it. Um, did I rent it? Oh, it? might have been it might have been on a streaming service for free. Oh no, included. Um, I have since bought it because it was like 199 on iTunes and I was like well fuck it I've got everything else I might as well throw it in um, haven't watched it since but it's one of those that they try they try too hard to make um, to make the character to make something out of the character that's not there Yeah, and it's just like well hang on you need them if, if you're adapting it fine but adapt it in a way that's remotely faithful or at least has some essence of the character it doesn't look like the same character and that's the big problem that was the big problem for me with, with the film I haven't seen the second one but that was the problem with the first one is that it, it wasn't telling the, the the symbiote story, and it wasn't well, really doing anything different. Yeah. It wasn't it wasn't telling that story. But it wasn't doing anything different with it either. It was just like oh, we're carrying on with more of the same. And it's just you no, know, he's he's you no, know, he's a decent guy. He's done his luck. and now he's got this suit, but all of a sudden the suit trying to kill him. Premise is great, execution not so much.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's something. like Venom needs Spider Man. It's as yeah. simple as that. And you know, <laughs> at the time when they first started making it, they, they didn't know if they could pull this kind of shit off. If, if they'd waited. Maybe we could have had a Venom origin story in a Spider-Man movie and then that could have spun off. But the, the problem is like, so they're made of an anti-hero, which is fine. That happens in the books now and again as well. He's, he, he is an anti-hero now. He's full on anti-hero. But like, we don't have the flip side of the coin. Like what you yeah. get here in, in the symbiote saga here is you get the whole, well, Eddie Brock fucking hated Peter Parker before he even got the symbiote. So yeah. it, that so they work, you know, they yeah. they mirror images of each other. You know, and so you yeah, if you don't have that, then I, I no, there's nothing that makes Venom interesting as a character rather than he looks cool because he yeah. looks like evil mutant Spider-Man, basically, you know, Spider-Man crossed with an alien, basically. Um, But yeah, you, you're missing the heart of it. Yeah, it's the problem. Uh So, you know, there is I really want to say good things about this show mm. is the thing. Like, I don't think it's bad still. Yeah. I just think I'm watching it now going yeah, but there's so much better out there, and, and like I couldn't, for instance, like now with kids now, if if you wanted to get a kid Spider-Man now, like if you wanted to show your kids Spider-Man now, you wouldn't show them this now. No, this has been this has been surpassed by far. Yeah. This is this is just left in the dust now. X-Men on the other hand, or Batman, as we as we were saying. I would probably still go back to those animated versions. Like, I like yeah. the Fox X Men movies. Fine, the original ones, anyway. Yeah. And and the first two, like First Class and and the first sequel, they they, they were fine as well. Hmm. Uh, when they did Days of Future Past, they they were fine. It was only from Age of Apocalypse where they started to get shitty. Yeah. But they were they were fine. Like well, me, this, the definitive the version thing. of I mean, X Men is still the cartoon. <laughs>
1: yeah. I mean, I was, was going to say, I mean, they're not the cartoon, and they were never going to be as good as the cartoon. But actually, I I will put my flag now, flag in the sand here. I do own them all, and I no, I don't. I don't rub up against. Them and go, oh fucking hell, that's awful. No, they're not brilliant by any not, stretch of the imagination. No, but they're but, not terrible. But, and, but and some of them are good. Yeah. No, there's are superhero movies that no. Yes, okay. Some of the, some of the stories aren't brilliant, but it's still no. I still want to see what no what these characters are doing. And yes, okay. Um, Dark Phoenix was it?
0: Dark Phoenix. The last one's called. Still haven't seen it, but yeah, they um, did Dark Phoenix
1: again. Yeah. Um. Wasn't amazing. Got to be honest, but it's still an X Men movie that I could sit through and watch without throwing myself off a bridge you know it, it's not no, it's not horrendous
0: I mean for it, me you've got to fuck X up pretty bad for me to not watch it yeah. like, you've, you've really got to fuck it that up that really was kind of my thing.
1: thing like I mean I um we had a slight break in recording a couple of years ago when I lost my voice and that's when I sat down and watched them all I literally sat down and bought them all on, on iTunes I, I had the first three on uh, like the original three on now uh, on DVD anyway but Saturday, I said, I'm going buy them all. Didn't have a DVD player in the house at the time, so I'll just buy them all, watch them all in one go. And that's how I spent a Saturday, yeah. And I didn't regret a second of it. No, they're fine, apart they're... from when my ass she went to sleep.
0: I, I and when you get the line about the toad in the first one, um, but yeah, you know, but you
1: no, know, by the time I would finished, I'd forgotten about that because I was like the hours removed,
0: yeah. Um, uh, but you know, they're, they're fine, but again, you if you're going to introduce somebody to X Men, you go, Yeah, it's Look the cartoon. For this cartoon, and you know, we get we're getting. We're getting a continuation of that cartoon now much like disney plus did with yes. the clone wars and i'm super excited for that for them to be yeah. picking up with that cartoon left off um i wouldn't be super excited if they picked this spider-man back up But just be like well, don't bother just give me yeah. a new version of spider-man now that's more in tune with what we got in the mcu because actually yeah. that is a far more likable character yeah. than this version of spider-man and I, or even like say the version that we get in the insomniac game far yeah. more likable as well and and he's you know cracking wise everywhere but when when he needs to like he knows to put a fucking lid on it or look you know and i know all right it it has been done anyway but if you're going to do it now realistically like kids today don't give a shit about peter parker anyway so just do a miles morales show um but you know the point is we don't need any of those because now we have a perfectly good adaptation in the mcu yeah you know and, and and then we've got we have got new Marvel animated shows as well. I've seen them all on Disney Plus. I just haven't bothered watching them. Yeah. Um, I'm interested in Hulk and the Agents of Smash just because yeah, um, <laughs> it sounds good.
1: it's on like, it was on like ITV2 a while ago, and I I, I picked up the odds sort of them you know, 10 minutes here and stuff where I was you know I was surfing, and there 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 are quite a lot of you know, quite a lot of good stuff, you know, quite a lot of good shows out there. And they they've clearly spent them, you know, spent the time, spent the money, but then for for every one of those you get, they, you know, there are some um, some short projects they've done. Where they look good, but there's no story to them.
0: I get. Maybe we should go back and watch the Hulk from this era as well, because there's a Hulk cartoon of this era as well.
1: Yes, there was. Yeah.
0: Which, which I remember being really fucking good.
1: Hmm. So I, I'd be I'm assuming that's on Disney as well.
0: Must be. I, I don't see why it wouldn't be. Everything else is. Yeah. Um, who yeah. knows? Maybe yeah, you know, happy to, happy to do that. Maybe that's yeah. one for future. So. Yeah.
1: I mean, I've, I've got to be honest. Hulk is my favorite Avenger because he's a big lumbering bastard like me. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I mean, I I, I can see why. <laughs> uh, but but I'd, I'd be interested to watch that because again, that is a character that I still don't think we've had the definitive version of.
1: No, I think you're right. I mean, to and be so, fair, I think that the version we get in the MCU from Ruffalo is quite good. Yeah, it's excellent, but it's still
0: not um, quite right.
1: Yeah, there's. I think because we only ever because we haven't been able to have the Hulk movie, no, we haven't had a Hulk movie apart from the the, the ones that came before not before the MCU was the MCU. Because we haven't really had that and we've not had the chance for Bruce Banner to be really fucking introspective and sort of like this the whole thing of what being the Hulk is. Mm. That's the problem, is that we get these little snippets in Avengers and in um in Thor Ragnarok, but we don't get enough time to explore that character with that character. So it's very difficult to care.
0: Yes, yeah, it is. Um, and I, th-
1: the- I think you're right. I think we well, we need an absolute definitive version of that character to yeah. really send that home.
0: Yeah, we do. So so maybe that's worth rewatching. Um but certainly as, as far as this goes, like, there's nothing really wrong with it, is there? That's the thing. Like, the, the writing is shoddy at times, but that's the source material, which was, yeah. you know, 30 years old by the time this is coming out. Yeah. You know, so there's there's issues there. Um, The the performances are fine. The animation is fine. I'm just rubbing up against the the tone, I guess, is what it is. I'm rubbing up against the tone of it. Um, yeah, I mean, I've got like I, I,
1: I really like the aesthetic actually, especially where you get the cityscapes and stuff. You know, that's that that type of it thing. looks I, it great. Looked brilliant. Still, I, I really appreciated yeah. that. And I said the fact that you know, they've gone out, and I was, I was doing some re- uh, very little reading, but you know, some reading earlier on. And they actually sent the the animators out and said, Right, this is happening in Times Square, go fucking draw Times Square. Mm. Everyone knows what Times Square looks like, so you need to make it look, you know, okay, we'll colorize it and make it, you know, and stylize it the way the show and all that, stuff, but go and draw Times Square. Go and draw the Brooklyn Bridge or the Washington Bridge or what? Go and do that. Go and do um, uh, Washington Square Park with the arch. Go and do Brooklyn. All this sort of stuff. And it's like, well, we're here. Go fucking do it because at least then we've got something to hang on. And it looks absolutely beautiful. And then, uh, and if you would to no, if you were take it forward now and again, if you were, ma- if you were making this, it would be very easy to make it, no, to keep it looking like New York. Or even if you were doing it live action say, right, okay, well, it can still look, no, it can still. We can still we use these angles. We can still even colorize it slightly to make it look like this. And it wouldn't feel out of place. It wouldn't feel wrong no. because, the, because they've done such a good job. Whereas well, you look at some of the other things and anyway, they're, they're all generic buildings. You're in New York, so there are generic skyscrapers. There's nothing that makes it stand out. Whereas this, they've actually gone, right, we're in New York. New York, you know, them people talk about certain shows and certain films, um, Sex and the City being one of the prime examples, that the city is a character. There's so many yeah. things about the city that, that tie into who these people are and their lives and their events and all the rest of it. And they lean into it here as well. You have these galas and these balls and the stuff at museums and all that sort of stuff. They, they're they're leaning into the culture of New York, which you don't really get anywhere else.
0: Yeah, that's yeah, that's fair. And and that is something again that you know, the Marvel Universe at large it, is you know New York's a huge part of it. And again, this is this is the in there, isn't it? You know. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it does. It it does look great. I think not just in the design of the buildings of the city as well, but the costumes and the colours yeah. as well. These these are still like how a lot of these characters look to me yeah. in my head, even though they've been adapted since. And there's undoubtedly cooler versions of the spider suit out there. You know, again, you see like the Iron Spider and stuff. It oh, looks really, really cool. Yeah. But if someone says Spider-Man to me, the first thing I think is this version of Spider-Man. Yeah.
1: And actually, when I was when I was playing the, uh, I, re- I played through the Insomniac games again, and I read it, the first one, and the first thing i did was put this mod on so i had this suit
0: yeah because this is what it looks like you know and then again the, the suit looks, from that it looks game looks dodgy as fuck it does because the like, suit from that game again is really cool with a big white yeah. spider on it and stuff that's a really cool suit It looks much better but that's not what the character looks like to you is it
1: yeah you know that's that's it and i mean i i i, used to, I, used to, I put this one on and the problem i had was is that it uh, because everything else is done to be hyper realistic and you know, all you all the shading and stuff like that and the way that the, the building's are done the way the, the way the physics work that suit then doesn't work because it looks like a cartoon, and it looks a bit like Roger Rabbit. They've just stuck a stuck an, an animated cell over over a bit of celluloid. I um
0: I did the same thing with the Arkham games, and yeah. it was funny for about thirty seconds. And yeah, then and, it and just, it's just like, really this annoying. just doesn't work. <laughs> it just looks fucking terrible now.
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, the, the only time I did enjoy it with the Arkham games actually I did it with a car. I had the Adam yeah, West Batmobile. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was fucking I, hilarious because yeah. like, all, you know, when you're using the weapons, and the, obviously there's nowhere for the guns to come from. But it's still firing yeah. rockets and shit. That was yeah, yeah. brilliant. But yeah, yeah the, the um the skin for the, the actual character was really annoying.
0: It's terrible. Um, but yeah. So so yeah, there's the, the, the Spider Man. it's still he, Doc Ock still looks like Doc. You know, he's a big. He's always a big rotund guy in a green suit and specs to me because yeah. of this. Yeah. You know, and yes, these are, these are designs lifted straight from the pages of of the early comics. You know, so it's, yes. it makes sense that they would be this iconic. Yeah. You know, um. But there's a tendency, as as we know, you know, the MCU tends to skew pretty close, but they tend to more kind of homage the comic yeah. designs. Whereas it's nice to just an x the same as well. You know, when you look at the X-Men showing, it's like, but that's what they look like. And that's yeah. that's what these characters will always look like. You know, it, yeah. And again, going back to X-Men, Cyclops will always be in blue to me. Wolverine yeah. will always be in yellow. Yeah. Like that's how were are supposed to look.
1: Yeah. And I mean to I mean to be fair to the the first X-Men um movie, they, they did kind of play no they they made a joke already, didn't they? about you no know, what well yeah. with the leather suits of what you expect in yellow spandex. All this. So this you know, it's one of those that that you get these sort of nods and winks every now and again. Mm. Uh, and that's something that has been you know, it's been done throughout um the Marvel Universe and the so the MCU and stuff. And and that's all fine, but yeah, I mean, I think that you're right. Well, like when when you look at the you know you look at something sort of the later iteration, that's not what Spider-Man, it's certainly not what Rhino looks like. I mean, you go to the um, no, you go to the Insomniac game, and you look at Rhino, and you think, okay, that's a fucking tank. That's what the character is supposed to be. Yeah, but that's not what he looks like. He yeah. looks like a dude in a dodgy Halloween costume. Yeah, exactly. So like he's got it- a fucking unicorn costume on or something. Because that's what he's supposed to look like
0: to us, you know. It, Kingpin's the same. He's supposed to look like Kingpin looks in this, in the big yeah. white suit, and just look like a fucking sumo wrestler. Yeah, you know, that's...
1: I mean, to be fair, when you when you get him at the start of the Insomniac game, the first night, I didn't think he was that bad actually. No, I no, was, I thought the design yeah. on him was pretty good. Yeah,
0: but but again, like they all just look like this show to me, and I think they always will because it's mm. definitely cemented, yeah, in my head. It's just that now rewatching it, I don't think I ever need to rewatch it again. I think I'm no. done with the show. I think I'll probably watch a few more. Um and, I, and I'll cherry pick what ones I want to watch, much like you you mentioned. Um I wanna see the I wanna see the blade one, for instance. I wanna get to that. Um but yeah, I don't think I ever need to watch it again. I just don't think it's good enough. I don't yeah. think it's bad. I just don't yeah. think it's good enough given the amount of superhero content that's out there and the amount of Spider Man content that's out yeah. there now.
1: Well, this, it's um, I mean, I mean sorry, this morning they've announced another um, trilogy with Tom Holland through Sony. Yeah. Um, so, you know, yeah, we, we're going to get a lot more Spider-Man, and it's unless they really fuck it up, it, you know, it will just push this one further, this one further down the pecking order. Uh, yeah, thing,
0: so. definitely, absolutely. Um, so, yeah, it, it's fine. This is fine. This
1: show is fine. Yeah, fun. I mean, I, I enjoyed watching. I, I, for the most part, I enjoyed watching it back. So I did have issues, but for the most part, it was it was better than work. Which, you know, let's be fair, the hurt is better than work. Um, But I was not. I was quite happy to sit here and watch it for a couple of hours. And It's not one of those I've got every two minutes. Oh, fuck, why have you done that? Oh, no, that's rubbish. You can't do that. I was sitting here going, yeah, that's fucking Spider-Man. That's what Spider-Man looks like. That's what Spider-Man does. That's what he sounds like. He sounds like a knobhead.
0: Yeah, and I think, you know, it also probably hasn't been helped that it's come off the back of a pretty exceptional run of shows that we've watched on here. Like a lot of the yes. stuff we've watched on SMPD recently has been incredibly good. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we, we mentioned this on, on a few other things we watched recently as well. Like Gargoyles is still a very high bar. We had Moo yes. Mesa on here recently as well. I thought that was excellent. Yeah. You know, so we've had some very, very good shows recently. And I, I think especially, you know, when we've within the last six weeks or so, rewatched gargoyles um which is another action serial like this yeah. like this night and day this this doesn't even come close to yeah. the quality of that i, yeah, I mean and i, and I think watched it more removed maybe it wouldn't seem maybe. so bad
1: and I mean, I, but i mean i think to be fair to that i mean that was its own thing whereas yeah this, yeah, this is trying to be something else this is trying to be a comic book on speed and it, it just, is but it, it, you, you know they didn't still both kind
0: of action serial yeah, cartoon well but, but, but i
1: think and i mean i've i mean I, i've been having this issue recently um i'm just about finished with uh, with the new book, and I struggle. And we've discussed this before: jumping between formats and jumping between, you know, like, going from writing scripts to writing or going to writing a novel. There, you no, know, there are ways you look at it. And writing you know, writing scripts for for um, for a television arc as well writing for a film, mm-hmm. you, your timing is different. That your pacing is different. And trying to get all these things right. And if you if you're adapting something, it becomes infinitely harder because you're adapting something from one short from one style and one format to another. It doesn't always necessarily line up. I mean, your you first act in, in a novel isn't, isn't going to follow year. It's, it's not going to be done you know, one and done by 24 minutes. Yeah. No, it, it, no, you know, you're inciting. It has to come in a lot earlier because you know, even though you've got essentially a blank page and you can do what the fuck you like with it, you can't leave it until I don't know, like 15% of the way through the book before you start. Whereas with yeah. a film, you can. So yeah. it, it's that type of thing. When and that's where gargoyles would have that benefit because they're writing something, saying right, blank canvas. This is this. You no, know, these are the beats you have to hit for a show. Let's fucking hit them. And these are the beats we need to hit for the for a season arc and for a three season arc. This is what no, this is where we need to be and when. Whereas if you're saying, well, okay, we're make, we're taking, I say, the uh, the, um, the 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 symbiote um suit arc from the from the comics, trying to turn that into three episodes of a TV show, you're never gonna line up with where you need to be. So your pacing is always gonna be wrong. And then you try and fix that, and in trying to fix it, you end up fucking something else. Yeah. And I think this is where the, this is why this doesn't stand up to things that have been um, specifically written because they haven't done the work. Same as we saw of a lot with Game of Thrones. Uh, with Game of Thrones on, on Game of Thrones, they haven't done the work to adapt it. They've just gone right. This is what we've got. Let's do it. And it was the same. Um, I, I like I used the, this quote when we um, when we did Game of Thrones. Uh, Game of Thrones as well is uh, David Selznick, when um, when they bought the rights to do Rebecca with, uh, with uh, when Hitchcock was doing it. He very they were asked about now who was going to come in write the screenplay on, and he he was quoted as saying, "We've bought Rebecca. We're going to make Rebecca." Yeah. And it sparked this whole thing about, you know, about adaptation and you know, what an adaptation was as opposed to what a remake was and and, and, a, and a, re- a reformatting. And it, that's, I mean, that was in the what, the 40s, maybe, possibly 50s, said that.
0: Yeah.
1: And we're now fucking 60, 70, 80 years removed. I don't yeah. do maths or something like that. Um, but you know, we're a long way removed from that. But that that's an argument that still goes on. And I, I remember when I did my, uh, my degree. I did an entire module on um, textual, textual adaptations because it's a debate. I mean, that was fucking 20 years ago, which I really don't want to admit. But, you know, that's a debate that's still going on now. How faithful you have to be yeah. to, still, no, to still call it the same product, but at the same time, how much work do you have to do to make the same product viable in, the, in another format? And this, for me, unfortunately, was an example of how not to do it.
0: Yeah, exactly, because it. I think that's the key word. I don't feel like this is viable in this. I, this adds nothing. There is no reason yeah. for the show to exist. Yes. So, you know, at the time, yeah, of course, it was selling fucking toys and pulling, pulling viewing figures in.
1: Yeah. but And to be fair, it probably did up the uh, the readership yeah, as well. Marvel yeah, was on its arse at this point. Was... Well,
0: absolutely. I mean, there's, there's that, if nothing else as well. It would have brought some coin into a company that was absolutely yeah. on Skid Row. Um, but looking back at it now, historically, like, you know is this something that needs to be preserved this is this something that even we really need to be doing this podcast on the answers no like I don't think there's any cultural value in this whatsoever anymore I think this is just a product of its time just yeah. like the ones of the 70s and the 80s were before it this is a thing that yeah. can just be kind of cast aside district. and forgotten because yeah. we've got much better versions of this story and that—that's sad, but that's true. I think that's how I feel about it. I'm sure there are people out there who who consider this a fucking holy text. Well, and quite possibly. More, more power to you. Like yeah. you do you. If you love it, then it'll always be there for you. Like if you love it that much, I'm sure you've got on DVD and hell now it's on Disney Plus as well. So it will always be there for you. It's never going to go anywhere.
1: Yeah.
0: I just think for the majority of people, I don't know what the benefit is in this. I don't yeah. really don't.
1: And, and that's the thing, I mean, you touched on it there, that the whole, if you're going to do something like this, you want to add to the, you need to be adding to the legacy of, of the products. Yeah. And this doesn't do that. This just kind of goes, well, you've you've read it and you liked it, so we'll put it on TV, but we won't do anything with it. We'll just put it on TV as is. They'd have been better off just putting the storyboards and letting yeah. you work your way through.
0: Yeah, I mean, Marvel did that for a period there as well when DVDs first came out and they mm. were fucking awful. They yeah. Did those motion comic things. And they yeah. were fucking dreadful. <laughs> I don't know whose idea that was, but I'm glad they died a fucking death because yeah, they, I I, I only small. have
1: one of those um, motion comics. It was fucking around
0: this. You, Netflix went mad for them when they first came out. Like Netflix was absolutely bombarded with those things. Yeah, and they were but they were cheap. Fucking That's the thing. abysmal. Well, they're yeah, cheap to, very cheap. They're
1: cheap, to, they're cheap to make, so which means they're cheap to buy. Mm. And you, you know, you chuck it on. It's got Marvel on it. People will watch it.
0: Mm. They're fucking. And that was kind of the theory. Yeah,
1: but yeah, I mean that's a that's a different uh, discussion for another day. I think.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I, you know, I think as far as this show goes, I think we're kind of there. I don't. I feel like we haven't really talked about it in much depth, but that's because I feel like there's, it's it's as shallow as a fucking puddle. Oh there's, yeah, I was going to say. I mean,
1: there's nothing to analyze with it. I mean, no, that, and I think, I feel like we've we may have come across as overly negative, I I, I enjoyed watching it. Yesterday.
0: So did I. I and did I, not enjoy it.
1: and yeah. I think that's the thing is that it, it's it's so sort of that's sort of the, uh, the, uh, the, the peace sign on a war helmet, it's a duality amount. I think it's good and there were bits I liked, but also there are bits that are fucking awful and I really didn't like. And it's finding that balance and finding where to come down on it, I think, was the, was the issue.
0: Yeah. And, and again, for me, it just always comes back to like, if I want more Spider Man content,
1: yeah, this ain't I'm,
0: it. I'm never going to reach for this. I'm either going to grab those books, play the game. <laughs> watch the fucking Tom Holland films. Yeah. Like, I'm not, I'm certainly not going to reach for this. And if was an animated it. content into the Spider-Verse. But like, yeah. what?
1: And so, to be there, fair, you? before watching this back, I probably would have lent into this one. You know what? This is so
0: spider So would I, if I was feeling real hangry, like I want to watch some Spider-Man, I wouldn't have gone to any of those films. Now, I've got them all, I've got all the Spider-Man films behind me. Yeah. I wouldn't have gone for any of them. I'd have gone, yeah. let's watch the cartoon. That's what I really want to watch.
1: Yeah. I won't again. No, that's it. um, I think that possibly more than anything else, that's what's disappointed me is that, as you say, it's not it's not anything really.
0: No, but it does have a fucking amazing theme tune.
1: It does. And it may reappear in in an episode quite soon.
0: Yeah, probably will, because it is fucking amazing, that theme tune yeah um it's, it's 90s as you like but
1: yes absolutely i mean good. to be honest we talked about when we did power rangers um the theme tune for that as being the probably the most 90s thing ever this is
0: up there with that this is it?
1: right up there this, this yeah, is kicking, screaming this, this is kicking this is kicking yeah you know, yeah you ain't all that power rangers have a bit of this
0: yeah screaming guitars digitized voices yeah like this, everything you want from them yeah this is my childhood <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely like i said as soon as i heard that fucking theme tune Like that gave me the nostalgia hit, if nothing else did. Yeah. So it was worth it for that.
1: Yeah, definitely, I agree. um But as as we said, now we may be in a minority on this, and I I mean, I know um from speaking to people this week and telling this is what we're doing, people were people are very excited about this show. So the fact that it's now on Disney Plus and people have gone, it's on Disney. I can watch it again. Fucking hell. You know, and that no, that that's a good thing. Sorry,
0: everyone. (laughs) But
1: you know. If 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 you disagree with us, you know if you, if you, you know if, if this is still the best fucking Spider-Man around, and this is what this is what you want from a Spider-Man, hit us up, let us know. Because I mean, this, you know, this is the whole point of us doing the show is that we want to know what people think. We assume people want to know what we think. That's why they listen, all three of them. Um, you know, so yeah, get in touch. Um, we, we we'd love to hear from you on any any discussion to be we had. We'll we'll have it. Um, you can get in touch with us uh, on Twitter at snpdpod. You go to our website ddpodcast.net. We can also get our previous episodes and other shows. On Facebook and YouTube with Verbal and Podcast Network. So, uh, like and uh, subscribe and all that nonsense on there. Wherever you get your podcasts from, uh, like, share, subscribe, leave a message, and we back to you as best we can. But until next time. See you, mate.